0: Hello and welcome to another episode of the Diet Obsessed Podcast. I am your host, Veronica Santarelli, and this is a podcast for those of us who are just obsessed with all things diet culture, and we're trying to find some balance in this world full of extremes. All right, let's get into the episode. So today I'm going to be doing kind of an amalgam of l- topics from lots of different podcasts that I've been listening to lately. Uh, I was going to do Alicia McCarvel, but I think I'm going to save her for another episode. Uh, I just kind of wanted to do some random topics that were interesting to me that I found funny and topical. And um, so I'll cover a bunch of those in just a second. Uh, first, just a little health update uh This is my now second week of my whole Foods extravaganza. And it's going well uh, today. So I'm actually prepping for surgery tomorrow. Uh, I have a little uh, cancer scare, but nothing too major. They caught it really early. So uh, I'm having uh, a surgery just so it doesn't continue to grow and spread. And so... Um, so we're going to nip that in the bud tomorrow. So today I basically ate a big breakfast. I had a networking event. And so I was like, oh, I'm going to eat a big breakfast. And so it was a really good breakfast they served, which was nice. Uh, so I had home fries, so potatoes and uh, some eggs and some bacon. And then I I wasn't supposed to eat past 1 p.m., but I got home. I was rushing around trying to get a bunch of stuff done I'll um. You know out of my home today and so I got home a little bit late so I scarfed down a salad with some sweet potatoes at noon or no actually it wasn't it was probably at like 1 30 uh, but then I just I did a little run after and so whatever it's fine and so after this I gotta do you know some more prep for tomorrow and I, I can't eat anymore for the rest of the day so So that should be interesting. I'm not supposed to use my cannabis or, you know, to sleep tonight or eat anymore. So I am not someone who sleeps well when I'm hungry, and I am also not someone that sleeps well without my cannabis. So we'll see how tonight goes. Uh, I think I'm still going to use my cannabis anyway, because honestly, I don't think it's that big of a deal. I don't think the anesthesia... Now, nobody take this advice. This is just what I'm doing. But I do need to sleep, so we'll see we'll see anyway um but anyway at least you know tomorrow'll be <laughs> I'll be extra skinny uh that's you know, kind of a joke but really not uh so but tomorrow we'll get to eat again and i've been doing pretty well uh, you know i haven't eat, been eating any of the sweets and candy or anything like that um i did i was craving sugar last night and so I did have some dates with some almond butter on them. And I have to say, like I keep the dates in the refrigerator, and so when they when I p- pull them out, they're nice and firm. And then I put a little bit of almond butter, and when I bite into it, it is very satisfying. I have to say that texture, it's it's unctuous. It's it's I I really do get satisfied. I have to say, it's kind of like nature's candy. Uh so so yeah so that's been going well. Uh, I've been working out, just had a red light therapy session. So definitely this has been a week of self-care. I had to get an EKG on Monday. I had to get lab work done. So you know, just been managing my stress as best as I can as I head into this next week. I am going to be doing some traveling. Uh, Monday I leave for the East Coast. I'm going to be visiting Maine and Massachusetts. Uh, we're going to be launching my company soon in Massachusetts, so I have some work to do over there. And I'm going to see my family, and I'm going to take lots of pictures of the beautiful foliage. So I'm so, so, so excited. Uh, my mom and my stepfather just got back from Africa, so they had an inc- look, what looks to be like they had an incredible trip And I can't wait to see their pictures and hear about all the food they ate. Uh, And yeah, so I can't wait to go home. And also my sister. So my sister does these private chef dinners. And it's, it's basically these, these really nice restaurants in Maine closed down and she invites all kinds of chefs and people that are in the restaurant industry. And the, the restaurant that's hosting the chef's dinner has all these, you know, industry people in for a private, private event. And so it's like really good food, really good cocktails, and I'm going to be doing a brunch, I think. So very, very excited about that. Uh, So I'll be posting those pictures on Instagram. Please follow me. If you don't already at the Diet Obsessed podcast, so uh, so that'll be my trip coming up, and so now let's get into some topical topics, uh, and these are going to be all over the all over the map. So so you know the transitions might not be smooth, but they are going to be interesting. Now on my Instagram, I did post. So my last episode was on the weight loss drug Ozempic. And the ladies at Diet Starts Tomorrow were kind of hypothesizing what celebrities might be using it. And so just this past week, Elon Musk admitted that he does Wegovy. Wegovy is basically Ozempic. It's, it's just a different brand name of the same drug. Uh, it's like semi, semaglutide or something like that. That's the actual chemical compound that, that makes this drug. And so he's been using that just to keep his weight down. He doesn't, he says he doesn't work out a lot. Um, And I think he, he said he fasts, he fasts, so he doesn't eat most of the day and he does uh, this drug, this weight loss drug. Uh, So, hey, and, and I, I'm not promoting it. I actually, when I posted it, I'm like, I hope people don't think I'm promoting this. I'm not someone that would take Ozempic or Wegovy right now. Now, if I, if I gained all of a sudden 50, 100 pounds and I was doing everything I I normally do and it's not working and I was just stuck, I would try something like that. I mean, you know, I'm not beyond anything that can help somebody. I think if you need it, if it's right for you, talk to your doctor. I think it's stupid for people that only have five or 10 pounds to lose because that's something that, you know, most people can do with some, you know, some structure and, uh, you know, some working out. but. Uh, I don't know. I, I would never do that for five or 10 pounds. I just don't think that adding a chemical substance to my body just for that small amount of weight loss is worth it because who knows what the side effects are. Um, but, but I definitely understand that there are people that need it and I think, Hey, more power to the people that need it. So, so for any football fans out there, and even if you're not a football fan, um, I thought this was hilarious. So Taylor Strucker, and I sometimes review the Taylor Strucker show on here. uh, Taylor Strucker is a podcast that I listen to on Patreon. And she was talking about, so Taylor is from Massachusetts and she lives in New Jersey now. But uh, so Tom Brady, obviously Tom Brady used to be with the Patriots for many, many years, won like a million Super Bowls. And of course I'm, I'm like, Through and through New England girl. I mean, I grew up in Maine. I went to school in New Hampshire, lived in Massachusetts for a very long time, lived in Vermont even for a short period of time. So I'm like, I'm like 100% New England type of person. So I love the Patriots and love Tom Brady and loved all the champions he brought home for us. And now that he transferred down to Florida, I don't know. I've just become this Tom Brady fan, and you know, fascinated by his talent, how old he is, how he's still, you know, fighting the good fight, and and I've just stayed a fan. So my parents have a place down in Florida, so they're kind of they're snowbirds. They go down there during the winter, and they then they're in Maine during the summer, and so they've remained huge fans, and of course. You know, they live half the time in the place that he's playing for. So they especially feel good maintaining the support for him. And so they have season tickets. My stepfather goes to the games all the time. And I would like to go see him play. But, you know, him and Giselle, his wife, have been in the news quite a bit lately because they are potentially going through a divorce. And, you know, this. he was supposed to be retired. And he... Uh you know he came out of retirement which I was psyched about. I mean I couldn't wait to see him play and I was I was you know I thought the football season this year is going to be very boring because I do like to watch Tom Brady play. And so I was psyched but I do understand that Giselle is like oh hell no. You know, and, and Taylor brought Tom up on her podcast recently. She said that Tom Brady looks too thin. She's like, Tom Brady looks like an unwell girl. He's like, it's just, she's like, it's too much. And I just thought that that was hilarious. But, uh, and, and so I wanted to talk about the topic of Tom Brady's diet because, you know, and, and for those of you that don't know, Tom Brady, because, like part of how he's gotten his competitive edge is... As he as he's described himself, is he is meticulous about his diet and what he puts into his body, how he works out. I think he does Pilates. That's not confirmed, but I'm pretty sure, you know, the way he works out, the nutrition, how you know focused he is, how strict he is with himself. And and you know, and I think you know, he obviously is now. I don't think he looks unwell. He definitely is extremely extremely lean. And I mean, he's he's in he's probably in pretty perfect health, I would imagine. I mean, this is a guy that puts his his health, his fitness, his nutrition. I mean, he's the elitist of the elite athletes. And so, and I would imagine that being married to someone like that, it's it's like I talked about on my last podcast, like being married or in a relationship with someone that's like too strict it's gotta be boring, right It's like it's like you know I mean I'm I don't I don't know if he drinks any alcohol at all he probably doesn't uh, maybe he does but you know I don't know I, I think that when and somebody's that that's that dedicated to their job, right like he's obsessed with football. And when you're so obsessed with something and it's not going well, I mean, can you imagine the moods he's in at night? You know how how you know hard he is on himself if he if he loses and how obsessed he gets over watching it over and over and, and improving. And so, I mean, I respect that from a fan standpoint and from someone that understands, you know, how hard it is to to you know, to, to compete on that level. I mean, obviously I don't know firsthand, but I can imagine. And I don't know. I mean, I, I, I respect it, but I, I do have to say, like, I understand why Giselle wants to like, you know, be treated like the queen she is, you know, she's probably like, I'm in my early forties. I have great years ahead of me and I want a partner that I'm going to be able to live a good life with. And, you know, maybe she just hasn't been able to live her best life you know, within in the relationship with Tom. So I wanted to actually looked up his diet. So this is a typical day for Tom, Brady. So he starts his morning, he'll drink a 20-ounce water with electrolytes. He then has a smoothie with blueberries, banana, nuts, and seeds. He'll work out around 8 a.m. And he, you know, he takes hydration very seriously. He'll have anywhere from 12 to 25 glasses of water throughout the day. And obviously he's training a lot. So um, he'll have a protein shake right after his workout. He typically has things like avocados and eggs for breakfast. He likes to eat a lot of what he calls alkalizing foods. So foods that decrease inflammation so a lot of fish, a lot of vegetables, salad with nuts, that'll be his lunch and he's mostly vegetarian. He's he eats 80% of his diet is vegetables. And so for snacks, he'll eat things like hummus, guacamole, mixed nuts. Uh for dinner, he'll have things like roasted vegetables and chicken. And he's a big fan of fruit. So he has a lot of grapes and blueberries and apples and pears and bananas and things like, um, and vegetables like cucumbers and kale and spinach. So obviously very whole foods based, very nutritional. But he also, I had, I had heard that he's never eaten a strawberry in his life because he had done one of those tests and found that strawberries don't work well with his system. So um, on game day... He will have a smoothie, and he keeps it simple with almond butter and jelly sandwiches. Now, he does like to indulge occasionally, he says, and, you know, he doesn't believe in restricting when you want to eat something and when you're craving something. So his cravings, he'll crave bacon, and he'll crave pizza, and he will allow himself to indulge in those when he wants them. And he said he also loves chocolate. And he's an investor in this company called Unreal Candy. And it's basically like a healthier version of candy. So instead of like white sugar, they'll use agave. Uh, instead of um, like Rice Krispies for the crisps, they'll use quinoa, uh, cabbage juice for coloring. So it's, you know, natural colors. Kind of reminds me of like, have have any of you have Smart Sweets? Uh, smart Sweets, I got introduced to this by a colleague and uh, they're they're basically like gummies, but they're they're also really low in sugar. They have almost no sugar in them, and they're I think this some of the sweetness and and coloring at least comes from beet juice. And so, and I the, they put this like tapioca starch in it because I was reading the ingredients because it tastes it tastes like candy. I, my favorite of those are the peach rings. My mouth is watering. They're very tart, so I. I used to love them, but I, I don't know. I got a big box of them on Amazon one time and I'm I'm sick of them now. So and the watermelons are terrible. The, those are the worst ones. Um but the Swedish fish are really good that they sell and the peach rings are the best. And um but they give me wicked gas. Like I get so bloated when I eat those. They they definitely don't I, I don't digest them well. But they are they, they definitely make you feel you know, you, you feel better when you're eating them. So this unreal candy that Tom promotes and he's an investor and they're still candy. It's just, you know, they're the healthier version of candy. So, so that's Tom Brady for anybody out there that's interested. I don't know. I just, I, I, you know, I always think it's sad when a couple doesn't, doesn't make out, doesn't work out. And, uh, you know, and I, of course, I, followed their relationship and thought that they were just and of course she dated leo so you know and leo's like the you know that continual bachelor so when she got out of a relationship with him and ended up with tom brady i was super excited for her i was like okay she deserves a good man in her life and tom brady's such a good catch and all that stuff but you don't really think about you know she's had to sacrifice a lot in her life to be there for their kids and all that stuff so Anyway, hopefully they both end up happy. He looks really sad. I can't imagine it's good for his game this year that he's distracted by this, but whatever. He is being still strict with his diet. I wonder if he emotionally eats. I wonder if he is like me. He wants to like treat himself to something delicious. If it doesn't sound like he's an emotional eater. It sounds like he's just too structured and he's created these really, really good habits. It's like that we talked about last time. It's like that unconscious... Uh, you know, good choices that you're making because he's created such a strong, um, you know, strong sense of good habits in his life. Uh, so Taylor talked about that. And then she talked about one more thing, which I thought was hilarious. And so Sean Kilby, one of her co-hosts, had had just come back from Europe and one of the things he had done there was stop at Oktoberfest. And so he was describing Oktoberfest and like the big huge tents and the beer and the pretzels they were eating and and he he had a blast. He's like it was so much fun. He's like you just you're sitting in there these huge tables and you're drinking and you're eating and and my boyfriend is literally obsessed with Oktoberfest. So he's gone like twice already. And and he was trying to get us... So we're trying to plan a trip to Europe next year. And I've never been to Europe. And the number one place I want to go is Italy. Probably the number two is Greece. Um, I think, you know, France is up there. Obviously Paris and Cannes and all these, you know, the French Riviera... And I've never been to London. I've never been anywhere. So there's a lot of places I want to go prior to Germany. And I studied German in high school. Don't ask me why. I just wanted to be different. And I liked my teacher. And I stuck with German for whatever reason. It's like the ugliest language. No offense to any Germans out there. But um, but I don't know why I studied it. I wish I'd studied Spanish. I'm living on the West coast now that I actually would have had a practical application for that. Anyway. Um, so, so, so Taylor brought up the fact she's like, she's like, so she's hearing Sean describe how fun Oktoberfest is and the partying and the drinking and the beer and the celebrations. And, you know, it's on this big fairground and you're, you know, and she's like, but how's the food? And he's like, well, he's like, not that great, actually. He's like, it's like brats. And he's like, the pretzels really aren't that good. And I'm like, and she's like, oh, well, then I don't know. She's like, I'm the type of person that if I'm going on vacation, she's like, if she's like, if it, if the food is not good, she's like, I'm miserable. She's like, I'm all about the food. And I agree with that wholeheartedly. I mean, we all know how like cranky pants I was when I went to Canada and the brewery wasn't selling food and the first brewery went to like didn't I was like so cranky because I'm like, this is my food tour. I need good food. And so so and and Chad's described the same thing. He's like, you know, he's like, it's not about the food. He's like. In the tents, he's like, the 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 pretzels are just like these, old, you know, kind of stale, big, huge pretzels. It's just meant to soak up the alcohol. And I'm like, well, that's – I'm like – and I don't like big brats. Gross. And so I'm like, I do like a Wiener schnitzel, and I do love Spätzle. Those two things – give me some – I mean, it's basically pasta and a fried chicken. I mean, hello. <laughs> give me that all day. But I don't think they have that in these big tents. And so I'm like – I don't like beer. I mean, I'll drink beer. Don't get me wrong. But I don't like to drink beer all day and all night. And also that's all you get to eat is a stale pretzel gross. Like I'm going to be miserable and not and – like look, I will – I can put on a brave face for a day and eat the damn stale pretzel and drink the gross beer. But, but my first trip to Europe – No, I want to go to Italy and eat my way through Italy and eat all the pasta and taste all the pastries and, you know, and eat all the pasta again. (laughs) Like, hello. So anyway, so we're not, so we we got him. I'm like, Chad, why do you want to go to Oktoberfest for a third time? Like, don't you want to do different things? So I got him to (laughs) agree that we didn't have to go to Oktoberfest this year. Look, I'll go with him. I'm, I'm happy to go. I just, you know. I want to go to Italy. I want to eat delicious Italian food. So I just thought that was funny. And I totally am aligned with Taylor. Vacation must equal good food. Now, I will try to keep my expectations low when I go to my sister's chef's dinner because I I don't want to be like, again, low expectations is the key to happiness. So, but I, I have to admit, I am expecting some good food, but I will try to keep my expectations low. Anywho, so couple more topics I wanted to bring up. The next one is, and I, I just have to be mindful because I have a call in 15 minutes, but um, so Heather McDonald. So Heather McDonald, Juicy Scoop. I love that show. If you don't listen to that podcast, it's so, so, so good. I highly recommend. So she brought up the fact that Bethany Frankel, and if anybody doesn't know who Bethany Frankel is, Bethany Frankel was uh, was on The Real Housewives of New York. Uh, on Bravo, I am a huge fan of Bravo, and I was a huge fan of Bethany, but apparently Bethany has been like sending cease and desist letters to these female creators on TikTok because they dared to mention her and and talk about her and talk about a, a, a little bit about how she's being a little bit of a hypocrite. So here's my here's my problem with Bethany. So. First of all, I respect her. I respect the work that she does in, you know, she's very, uh, she created this like Be Real uh, company. It's like a, a, a charity that, you know, does great things for the world. It, it like provides relief during, you know, hurricane, hurricanes and all this, all this stuff. It does really good work. I'm not taking away from that, but. Here's my problem. Like she is so high and mighty with her success and her ability to build brands and 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 build these successful companies. But at what cost? And and who does she take down in her path? Like she has been on creating TikToks herself, tearing down like the Kardashians products and tearing down like L'Amour and all of these famous brands that have built these huge companies and these great reputations for quality. And she's comparing them to like, maybe like a CVS brand or like a store, like over the counter brand and, and just railing and ripping to shreds some of these brands. And again, like, Hey, more power to you as far as like sharing your opinions. That's what we all should be able to do. That's what I'm going to do right now. Um, but and i and when Bre- bethany was first on the real houses of new york i had so much respect for her cuz she was building her skinny girl brand and she was like literally working in a grocery store handing out samples of her skinny girl brand and getting you know ignored like like one does when they're trying to like give out samples and and you know and, and that probably felt humiliating on live tv and the fact that she had at that point, such a low ego to be able to put herself on TV doing that and and doing the grunt work of building a, a business, I I respected that so much. And when that business blew up, it's a great it's it's a great concept. I mean, s- Skinny Girl Brand is now now it could. Be considered somewhat controversial because of the anti-diet culture movement. I never had a problem with it. It's kind of like, you know, the lighter version of things and like the light margarita or the skinny girl margarita is now a thing. So I think they're now making clothing and all these things. So, you know, look, congratulations, Bethany. Like you built a great brand. Now there's all these smaller people like me, for example. Like should probably send me a season to this letter for sharing my opinion about this. But like when people are just talking about you because you're a public figure and you're you're choosing to use your your wealth and your privilege and your power to try to shut these people down that's where i have a huge problem if anybody out there like you know bring other people up like bring other women up i do understand trying to be protective and and I do understand getting defensive when you feel attacked but I also there is this white privilege and especially with white wealthy women that have a lot of money and using their internal you know litigators to send these cease and desist letters and scare the shit out of these poor people that I have a huge problem with we saw a little bit on her on the show like towards the end uh, this this other woman that was on the show, so- Sonia, kind of, she was trying to start this Tipsy Girl brand instead of the Skinny Girl brand. Now, granted, that was kind of a ripoff brand, and I get why Bethany was defensive over that. Certainly, but the way she tore this woman down and and made her feel and embarrassed her and humiliated her on live TV was was terrible. And I just think that there's better ways to handle things. I think, you know, look at your look at look at what you're putting out there, and then look at what you're doing to other women, and and you know, don't be the first to blast female creators that are just trying to, you know, run a small business. So anyway, I, I just had a huge problem with that, and I I I really hope that. Bethany learns from the situation cuz she's getting a lot of bad PR right now and she deserves it. And so I just wanted to share my opinion on that because I just really hate when um when people like her try to shut down the 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 uh, the underdog. So the last thing I will mention because it is directly related to that is today um there was a bunch of articles that came out in the New York Post, in New York Times, and Rolling Stone that there's eight women that are suing Tanya Zuckerbrot, founder of F-Factor, for the side effects that they experience from doing the F-Factor diet and utilizing her products. And so, so this is separate from the whole Emily Gellis uh, lawsuits. that ta- So Tanya is suing Emily But now the women that Emily talked about are now suing Tanya. And so, and now it's, you know, it's kind of like back in the news. They're sharing their stories. I mean, there's one woman that had to have part of her colon removed, apparently. And so, you know, so there is some credibility to some of the stories. And again, it's, it's a, it's, I I truly do believe that it is that small percentage where, if she had handled those complaints in just a responsible manner and showed empathy and allowed some of those complaints to to stay. Like I have complaints about my company that I don't delete that are on Google, that are on Leafly, and I just respond to them because they, they typically are people that are um, – You know, occasionally there'll be somebody that wasn't happy with their, the quality of their product or, um, but usually it's like a disgruntled person. Maybe it was like their fault that a situation happened, but I'll still respond to show the public that I care, you know, and and some of it, if they weren't happy with their product, I'll say, I'm so sorry that you weren't happy with the quality. Please give us a chance to make this right. You know, contact customer service at blah, 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 blah. We're happy to take care of you. You know, somebody complains about our prices. They're too expensive. Oh, have you seen our deals? Like, we have great deals every month. You know, please feel free to, you know. So I... I respond to them because there's gonna be a some sort of seed of truth in there that you can respond to, where somebody from the public will look at that and all and and like the fact that as a business owner you took time to care, to respond, and to try to make it right with that customer. That's really what the what the public wants. They know that that companies aren't perfect. They just want to know that if they're a customer and they have an issue that that you'll try to make it right for them. And so I just, I think that that's kind of where F-Factor went wrong. Um, you know, and I think that this is why typically companies don't want to bring up lawsuits A lot of companies settle because they don't want their name and their brand dragged through the mud. So this is happening again for Tanya and her company. Now, you know, there probably will be more people that think twice about using her products or doing that diet because all of these stories are going to be brought up again. And now she has no no choice but to address them. And and she is now. She's addressing them head on. Uh, And so, you know, I think she's... As we all do, as all business owners learn when they go through a crisis, when they go through bad PR, when they have a situation happen, they don't necessarily know how to respond to it, they learn quickly, you know, especially if they do the wrong thing starting out. Hopefully, that's all we can do, though, right? Like, I don't expect Tanya to be perfect or F-Factor to be perfect. I don't expect anybody to be perfect. I just expect accountability when they aren't perfect, right? Like, Bethany, come out and say you made a mistake, like no problem. Like, we'll forgive you. I, I like Bethany. I, I want to like Bethany. But the fact that she's acting like this is making me not like her. I'm like, take accountability, say that you're wrong, sh- you know, own, own it, and then move forward. And And that's usually what the public wants. So... Anywho, well, that's my diatribe for the day. I'm going to make this one a little bit shorter. I did initially start out trying with the idea of making all my podcasts around 30 minutes. That has not happened. (laughs) I usually start ranting and going off on tangents, as we all know. And so they usually end up being closer to an hour. Um, But I do have some surgery prep, so I'm going to go do that now. Uh, I will have some more good content coming up. Uh, if you don't follow me on Instagram, please follow me at the Diet Obsessed Podcast. Uh, please, if you have any topics you'd like me to talk about, if you have any, if you have any feedback on this topic or last week's topic, uh, if you want to share your story, uh, please DM me on Instagram. I'm very responsive on there. And then. Uh, Please rate, review, and subscribe to this podcast. Wherever you listen to podcasts, just scroll down to the bottom, leave some stars, leave a comment, make it your Instagram story. That all helps the show. And until we meet again, I hope all of you have a very balanced week.